welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and discuss it in detail. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about a British band called Sports Team, who have so far released three EPs and a single, so we're just going to talk about them all in this episode. The first song we'll play is off their newest EP called Making Hay. It came out in October, and the song is called Fishing. Well, we don't die anymore, because we don't smoke anymore. We don't laugh anymore, because we don't joke anymore. Buy a car in a car, buy a boat in a chain, buy a house of a moat, buy a beautiful stream, buy a fold of a plan, buy a villa abroad, buy the Portuguese coast on the continent. extremely British band that I became aware of when we were at South by Southwest this past year in Austin and we went to go see them on the strength of this one song that is kind of jokey that we'll play next called Kutcher and they just had a fun sound and I thought they'd be interesting to see and it was like a 1 a.m. set it was the last show of the night and we saw them at this outdoor beer garden place and they were so phenomenal and so full of energy that we just they, they really like held our attention and they ended up being my probably my favorite band that we saw this year. Yeah, they they came out of nowhere. I think they were a dark horse contender because that song was so jokey. And then if you get past the lyrics on some of these, and I think this is less jokey and more clever, but they're still I mean from the very idea of the, you know fishing in the Thames, which is probably not recommended to, uh, I just love we don't die anymore because we don't smoke anymore. This is, they're being witty almost too much, but then the music backs it up and it's so high energy. They're so tight. And the sophistication that's coming in here for a band that claims that they decided to form a band in college and then learn to pay, play their instruments is kind of amazing because they yeah they they met in cambridge and they had never been in bands before but they just sort of decided to form a band and started playing together and they're surprisingly good considering and their front man is only a vocalist his name's alex rice and he's very charismatic and very entertaining and he, he's got that voice that's kind of like a croony voice but also it, it's got a lot of character to it yeah it, when i first heard this voice i imagined a fat guy <laughs> like there's something just really kind of so thick about the voice yeah. and then to see it coming out of this beanpole of a man 
who is dancing around like a maniac on stage is really surprising to me. But I mean, to even hear the sophistication of like, we kind of came out of that where it's super high energy. And then there's this bridge that is just close enough to a verse that there's an ambiguity in the song structure. Mm. And then when it slows ways down and then there's a lot of different kind of keyboard sounds, almost like a xylophone marimbali kind of sound. And it's, they're already there. And I think they've only been a band for a couple of years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're, you know, shockingly mature and And their lyrics really remind me a lot in style of like a young Elvis Costello, just very dry and sardonic and funny, but also very unassuming and self-aware and they I think they do a great job of capturing just sort of the millennial angst and, you know, criticism of consumerism and and aimlessness in life and I thought that that this song really encapsulated that and that's why I wanted to play it first yeah and so I think after this which I th- again is coming off the last album where we're hitting this remarkable rate of progression as a band it's, I think it's fun to go back and listen to Kutcher again and a relatively early song and maybe a little sillier maybe a little raw but still Very a, such a great listen so we'll hear that next you fuck with my system again Kutcher's got nothing on you Ashton Kutcher will be laughing at you I just wanted to be your Demi Moore But they're not together anymore that we got a little bit of that bridge here because it drives home how even with Alex Rice just doing vocals, they have rhythm guitar and lead guitar and bass. So it's such a rich sound. It's a six piece band Mm -hmm. featuring in addition drummer and a keyboardist who is the most deadpan performer I think I've ever seen and a wonderful contrast with the front man. Yeah. And he does some additional percussion too, like egg shakers and that sort of thing. Yeah, and so it's. I do think they've done such a good job. I think of positioning the band of having a very presentation, like, oh, here's the the clown. Here's the guy who often wears kind of hunting or almost vaguely military outfits, and so he's kind of the the straight man. And then the other guys being kind of sporting players slash occasional backing vocals. And that it, it doesn't seem contrived. Like I feel like they're a very they their sound and their look is kind of like a very British modern day monkeys sort of, although there is one woman, the drummer, by the way, but it, they just come across as very natural and very, I don't know, charming. Well, again, I mean, the comment before of like, at least if, if the story is to be believed that they just got started playing instruments and 
we're naturally we're talented friends and, and we're just, just like yeah, started playing together Yeah, that this natural sort of friendship that they had converted into this amazing band chemistry and that their sense of humor translated into lyrics that work with the music that they were somehow able to play even if they're very self-deprecating saying oh we're trying for something better than this and this is the best we can do well and making the point that their sound is has been shaped by the fact that they can only do so much with their instruments because they aren't that talented yeah except i mean and i don't want to say talented but they're limited in their knowledge of how to play yeah they don't have the technique but i think there's such a musical like they they clearly have that musical instinct Mm -hmm. that takes the talent and i think the native talent that they have and that's i know it's such a cliche to say i can't wait to see what they do next but they're if they're getting this good this early and to think that if that can continue even a little bit more, like it's already sounds so great together. These instruments sound good. Uh, yeah, that lead guitarist, you know, I feel it feels raw, but it's so melodic. It's so energetic. There's a real energy and, and it's so, yeah, the genuineness, it's, it is really, I think, unusual to see a band that the pieces click so naturally and it started right from the beginning. And I think we'll play some stuff off that first EP, which it's amazing to think this was the first music they were recording. So the next song we'll play is called Back to the Point. And it's off the EP called Winter Nets. I'll get back to the point, these children of parasites. Roll me under the bus, not a second too soon. So far. song pulls me in immediately because that first lyric of these you know, get back to the point these children are parasites is so off-putting and funny and disturbing and they're also just kids do i mean they're 20 barely 20 yeah I, I whenever i listen to the song i don't know if you've heard about the because the new york times did a piece on it recently about the generation z meme of okay boomer that i feel like this is an okay boomer sort of song it's yeah. you're walking in on somebody's grandpa complaining about the kids today and how the millennials are lazy and good for nothing yeah and so and, and i like though that this after that it's not i think the one that has the the lyrics are, I think, a little fuzzier on this one and maybe not not as easy to get a hold on. But what I really appreciate also is this song has a little bit of, I mean, it's off this first EP. I feel like it's not quite as polished production, but they're already doing such curious things with the songwriting where it's kind of verse, chorus, verse, chorus, where they're all like the choruses are different and the verses are different, except for that. The only really repeated thing is like, let's get back to the point. And then those verses and choruses are just repeated again later in the song. 
before then we get some guitar solos so it's structurally very odd but in a way that still definitely pop yeah i feel like these songs are so catchy and on the surface they could read as very pop but there's a lot of complexity and i think it it's maybe helpful that they've never been advanced before and they've got a lot of ideas that are sort of stored up yeah and, and i feel like you know going back to this one and especially after this new newest ep came out which i think was some of the stuff is produced by uh, this guy had worked with Courtney Barnett. Like they're getting a lot of attention. This last one's actually being released in the U.S. as a real record. The rest were only released in the U.K. Silly piece. St- and silly piece. Sorry, right? But I mean that it's they're sort of they're ramping up, and even like you, you can see some of the re- more recent videos. Oh, someone spent money on this. Yeah, it's shocking. You know, we just saw them as part of Noise Pop at Cafe du Nord. And it was, you know, I don't think it was even sold out. And it was one of only eight dates that they played in the U.S. But in London, they're selling out like thousand capacity venues. And they've become very popular very quickly. Yeah, and that it is that funny thing about, uh, you know, the transatlantic music. It, take, it can be hard to jump the pond. But uh, I think these guys have what it takes. And yeah. and even here with this these first EP, there's a lot of... I mean, to, I hadn't really thought of that, how many great songs there are on this, even if they're a little raw and maybe the production isn't quite there. And I think that's this next song we'll play also off that Winter Nets EP. It, just astounding to me. It's called Camel Crew. this song is about apparently it's sort of a diss track on some other south london bands who are getting popular at the time but when i say this band is extremely british there are a lot of very in-jokey london scene lyrics and lyrics we don't we we had to like google was it neck necking some tinnies or something yeah necking some tinnies which i guess is chugging cans of beer (laughs) was in an nme interview because of course the nme loves these guys and yeah i think these some of the stuff in the later verses especially where it's like the places where they go to get their hair done like you know clearly i guess they're actually based in north london so that's an especial element that i guess south london is hip and that's i guess where like idols and similar bands in that scene are happening Ah. but these guys are on the north side and don't take themselves quite as seriously and are not afraid to kind of make fun of the bands that do take themselves very seriously yeah it's also sort of like the local london culture where just like people who aren't from san francisco hear me say that i refuse to ever go to the marina and don't understand what that is yeah to the extent that i understand it though it's this very just clever you know this clever take on kind of the restaurants that are expensive but not actually good and clothes that are expensive but actually super tacky and 
I, I just I love this. The dialogue is badly written and cheapened by the need for well cast female leads of just this sense of guys with girls who are pretty and that's what's important to them and it's like mm-hmm. who cares that they're actually really not interesting to talk to and it's really uh yeah it's pretty brutal even if i don't know exactly what's being targeted and just musically though this song pops the way that chorus comes in and it moves and it just there, there's this undeniable momentum which uh, I really enjoy listening to it on the album. I think it's one. It sounds maybe the most polished of the songs on this first. Uh, or I keep saying album when it's the first EP mm-hmm. and live. It knocks the house down for mm-hmm. sure. But it's still even if this is the polished song on the first album or first. I keep saying album when I mean EP. Then we bounce back. I think to one of the songs that's on the new EP that's a standout, and it's you know great to see the evolution again. So we'll play that next. It's called Margate. song to point out how great their drummer is she's just really tight and just very kind of uh, fun and has some good riffs like she's 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 very no nonsense yeah she holds the action together and i think so many of these songs are move at such a rapid clip and i think that part of the success of this band is they again they're anything but self-indulgent as they plow through these songs that seem silly on the surface but there are depths there and this one i think is in that category where on the surface it's just this kind of seems like oh it's a fun song about going down to the beach and margate is a coastal town yeah i think it's a like an hour's hour or two's drive out of uh, london and i guess it's traditionally though not very wealthy because england the weather kind of sucks so people don't really want to live at the beach traditionally Mm -hmm. but it's precisely because of that it's like oh it's if it's a, a place becomes a playground for rich people, but there are not so rich people living there and digging th- this sort of the person to whom uh, Alex Rice is singing here seems like, yeah, tell me again about how like you're complaining about how shabby this place is or mm-hmm. you're coming and trying to kind of take it over. And like, this is someone else's home. Maybe have some respect. Yeah. I mean, the, the what I love about the lyrics in these songs is they're funny but also really smart. And you can tell these are smart people. And I think that adds to their attitude and not taking themselves too seriously. There's a line in Fishing, the first song we played, where it's something like, if the band doesn't work out, get a regular job. And you get the sense that they are doing this now while they're young, but they recognize that it might not last. And they're all Cambridge graduates and they'll 
go on and do something else and it's fine. And yeah. they're not taking themselves too seriously as being like rock stars. Yeah. But they're again, trying to be aware because obviously they went to this posh school and mm-hmm. could be the people living behind the wall inside the mansion. Mm-hmm. But they're aware that, hey, maybe look at, see what's going on outside your walled compound mm-hmm. and uh, realize there's a bigger world out there. I also love that this, you know, this song, this rollicking song about kind of gentrification and class conflict, and it has this chorus that's almost got this ACDC vibe mm-hmm. to it, except it's about getting the sunburn because you went to the beach and you're English and very, very <laughs> pale. So the next song we'll play is about a different English town called Stanton. going from the previous track which i likened at least part of it to acdc to this one where sports team is dabbling in 60s psychedelia and it would be self-indulgent if they took themselves seriously but i feel like there's such a sense of humor here that i can handle this ridiculous echoey almost spoken words bridge we heard there at the end it's so different and it really it shows the variety of sound that they can cover and this song when they play it live is always a crowd favorite i mean at the two <laughs> shows that we've been to and they mentioned in an interview that i read too that people really like this one live and it's much less jammy played live it's more punchy and and yeah. and upbeat and how often can you say that that, it, that something is less jammy live but holy moly <laughs> this is very jammy on the record and i guess this is actually the first song they released a recording of which is sort of surprising because it's so different i think from most of their tracks mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so a nice bait and switch but i think really coming in with the clever take on kind of suburban ennui and I haven't spent time in the London suburbs, but I guess some of them are lovely, but a lot of them say, are maybe like, not. As San Franciscans, I I think the connotation of what Stanton is or Margate are lost on us. Yeah, but it's certainly the impression, at least about just talking about your middle, like the sort of, hey, I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to grow a mustache, but no one notices. <laughs> and uh, I don't really have enough. I don't 
maybe struggling to stay survive here and talking about wanting to maybe move to the city if I were a different person. Mm-hmm. And so certainly you know, not being satisfied with your life, but maybe I could get you a cool retro Motorola phone and then you'd like me. <laughs> so it's, it's really bittersweet. Yeah. Um, I, but the next song we'll play, I can't tell if it's trying to be, t- take that same sort of ironic detachment or if it really is genuine about enjoying driving. It's called M5. come down on the side of ironic on this one the lyrics are so tongue-in-cheek in those verses where there's something about passing someone on the shoulder and then yelling at your speakerphone and you get the sense that this is the sort of road that's not a happy road people are stressed out and commuting. They're, they're commuting and, and it does fit you, in with the whole anti-consumer yeah, exactly and you yeah exactly you've got your cruise you're paying extra for the cruise control that you're probably not going to be using much and then there's an entire interlude about someone trying to drive too fast and getting in a horrible accident and it's and then the but then the chorus <laughs> yeah so catchy the dream of the open road and just letting it loose yeah. and it's it's a very American kind of dream that I suspect you're not going to find in anywhere in Southern England. And I mean, maybe in that way, it it is the best reflection of what they're getting at here lyrically is the difference between the image of this sort of consumerist future where you get a job and you buy all the things and you get a nice house and everything's happy versus the reality of what life is like. Yeah, I mean, as you said, these guys went to Cambridge and they almost certainly had a bright future ahead of them in the... And they still do. Yes. Well, now they have a different bright future. Mm-hmm. And I think lucky for us because to see this kind of promise and again, I, I like that we're, we've been bouncing back and forth from these songs from the first EP and these ones from the last EP where they've gotten a little more polished and then with the attention they've gotten clearly getting some better producers, better slightly more polished production these songs pop in such a huge way this song is catchy beyond comprehension to me it's so catchy that i believe that i'm believing the fantasy of this car even as they're undercutting it with these clever clever verses it's wonderful yeah and the production is getting a lot better as you can tell as they've gone through now to their 30p although this song was recorded earlier and i don't think it actually was re-recorded yeah oh that is a good point they liked it so much that after it was a standout on the second ep so they just put it again on the 30p but it's got really good little touches like the car noises and the little keyboard yeah the 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 aforementioned very stoic (laughs) keyboardist really stands out here there's great little 
hand claps. And even though Alex Rice, it's all about him on vocals. And if I have a complaint, sometimes I wish they had more backing vocals. But Mm. here we get that wonderful ooh, ooh, ooh kind of interludes that are so delightful. Yeah. There's just so much to like about this band and I, I want them to keep being successful and they want I want them to play again in the US because yeah, it, we didn't it, get enough. Yeah, it feels weird to feel to be a booster of this band knowing that they're as successful as they are in the UK already, but they're not selling out a pretty small venue in San Francisco. And I guess this was their second time in the city and they went from the rickshaw stop to a smaller venue this time. Oh, so, really? Yeah, so that they're it's kind of like they're not getting the traction and I, yeah. I, it's sad, but I know that at least now those first two EPs weren't even released in the U S this third one is on rough trade records, which is a legitimate label. Mm-hmm. And so every hope that they'll get that traction and more people can see them live. Cause as good as these, as these EPs are, the live experience is not to be missed. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping they'll actually be back at South by Southwest this year in, or in 2020. So that that'll probably be our next chance to see them again. Fingers crossed. Yeah. So we're going to go out with a song called Beverly Rose, which is from the first EP, yeah. I believe. And you're nodding. So I guess that is correct. Yes. And we've been discussing sports team and you've been listening to For the Record. Thanks so much for listening.